In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good morning, Cleveland. We're back. We're on to another position room. Today, we're finally kicking off. Probably the position room, as things stand, and most likely to be, will be the first pick the Browns make. It's certainly the position of Ian, and I'm yeah, I'm I'm, I'm on board with that. Um, the corner is where we're looking at. If there's a player, wherever that pick might be, if it's 26, if it's a trade back, if it's a trade up, that this is probably the position where that pick is made. It's going to be in the cornerback room. Andrew Berry's already said, hey, you can't have enough good corners. There's certainly need there. Um, sort of as we sit today in terms of pure genuine need, obviously edge two and cornerback two are probably your leading two candidates if you look at the entire roster. So let's firstly, before we jump into the day one draft prospects, let's have a little look at where the room stacks. I'm going to start with the outside cornerback room first. So you'd expect that there's at least four outside corners on the roster. You've got Denzel Ward locked in at number one. For me, you pretty much lock Greedy Williams in his corner, outside cornerback three. It's not, and as all of our regular listeners will know, that's not because we're not high on Greedy Williams. It's more that, hey, there's injury concerns. He wasn't great in that rookie year. You can't just peg him in and go, hey, we're going to go win a Super Bowl. He's going to be your uh, cornerback too. And, that, and that's legitimately how high the bar should be. If we're not sure that that player is ready to compete on a team that's winning a Super Bowl, let's put him in a number three. And that's not saying, hey, we've given up on him. That's saying, hey, let's, let's add even more talent than we need. And if he can come back and he can play at a high level, maybe beat someone else out in camp, then uh, good luck to the guy. Let, let, let him earn that spot. And then next comes the question of, hey, what are they doing free agency? And I'm still convinced they're going to add someone. Um, Steven Nelson's obviously the hottest name now on the market, um, cornerback out of the Steelers, um, good play well, happy to, uh, bring Steven Nelson in. Um, the one concern obviously with him could be the fact that he's 5'11". Um, so alongside you sort of other guys out there, not particularly loads of height, but that could be something they're fine with. Um, and then they can find that height in the draft and gives them some options to sort of mix stuff around. Obviously, Greedy does have the height. He's 6'2". Um, Denzel Ward, on the other hand, is a bit shorter. Obviously, we know Troy Hill's not a big dude, um, but it gives some options, and there's lots of different stuff going on. Um, they just want really, really talented corners. Um, if they can come with that height and other stuff, then great. Um, but Denzel Ward, 5'11". Um, the rest of the room, I would say it comes down to that argument of 
what they do. So if it's just Denzel and Greedy, then I think you're looking at two top 100 picks, one of them certainly in the first and second round. Um, if not, then if, say, you bring in Steve Nelson, Casey Hayward, Quinton Dunbar, even Gary and Conley, even though he wouldn't maybe lock himself in a cornerback too, he gives you more free agency talent that, yeah, if he's healthy, he can do a job. Um, I, I, lo- I like that gamble. Probably probably my second favorite behind if you don't get Steven Nelson. Um, it is that sort of still looking at a draft pick if you add one of those veterans um, just because you need more. Garen Conley, six foot. Yeah, it's, it's, it's getting the, the right way. Um, but yeah, day one, day two pick, I think is a lock for this room. Um, wouldn't surprise me if we're dueling between uh, the top two picks being edge and corner and um, with corner probably at number one. Um, then the question comes down to, hey, what about AJ Green? Um, you've got Robert Jackson, you've got MJ Stewart. I, I think all of them dudes, maybe a late day three picks or sixth, seventh rounder can be battling for that sort of 11th DB spot. Um, mainly going to be special teams, um, why them guys are there. So, and, and it's not really saying, hey, it needs to be a slot. It needs to be an outside guy like AJ Green or pure special team like Robert Jackson, but they're the guys fighting for it. And then the one dude at slot who's going to be a slot cornerback is Troy Hill. Um, so Troy Hill's locked in, Greedy's locked in, Denzel Ward's locked in. Um, then, yeah, I reckon one free agent, um, a day one slash two pick, and then let, let's look at some uh, dudes that come in there. So let's fire it up, and I'll really preface this. this um, corner is unlike any other position out there. Um, when predicting the draft, it's... Teams have very, very, very different grading on guys. They have a horrendous hit rate with corners. Um, it's just sort of standard across the league. Of There's loads of dudes that day two, third rounders, UDFAs that go out and hit um, just because they're really bad at predicting what a player can be. It's not quite the same as running back where it's so easy to pick up later guys. This is... a uh, Still one of those where you see stuff like that happen. So let's look at the guys that are gone. Patrick Satane, JC Horn, gone. Let's not mess around there. Them two dudes are out of here. Caleb Farley, if he falls to us, it's because the health concerns are that bad that we ain't going to pick him up. Um, he's 22.9 as well, so he's on the eight older end of that spectrum. And then the other one is Holland, um, who I don't think someone they're going to look at. It's more of a safety that can play a bit of slot corner. Um, they've obviously got Troy Hill they like in the slot and I can't see them using a pick that high in the slot corner. It's an important position, don't get me wrong, but at the same time, they can address it later if they need. Um, and for me, I'm happy to keep going and spending three to four million a year on a uh, top slot corner in free agency and just constantly fill that position rather than draft someone. If they get a late sort of, third rounder day three pick that turns into a really good guy then by all means let's bring him in so because teams are so bad at drafting there's some guys here that you might play around on a mock draft machine and get this guy um depending on different ones that are in a later pick and we can look at some of these guys that one board's got them going in the top 30 picks and another board's got them going in the 70s and that and that's just because they are so 
vastly different but there's sort of four guys i can legitimately see options there at 26 that they can go with so the first one up is greg newsom two um don't have an age yet and there's one of the um question marks but the relative athletic score 9.66 so really really athletic um notes he has six one um so definitely has that height the one concern for him is where uh, the health. So 2018, 374 snaps, 2019, 480, 2020 was really, really good, but it's only 387 snaps. Um, what are the questions? Hey, can, can he play a full season? Um, played in his own heavy scheme, but PFF have got confidence that he can. Um, play anything um patient um exceptional playing deep to shallow allowed one catch of 15 yards 15 allowed one catch on 15 targets of 10 plus yards in 2020 um so no he, he did well um slight frame um Saw very little wide receiver talent outside the Ohio State game in 2020, where obviously lots of you would have seen him play. So, yeah, he, he's certainly an interesting one. Um, comes with that height. And I I just think and we'll get on to him with the next one, and that's Asante Samuel Jr. He's 5'10". And I really like him as a player. Um, 21.9 in terms of age. Um, lesser out of these prospects, he's the least, least athletic at 7.47. But he was awesome this last year. Uh, and not just this last year, all three of the years. Played um, loads of snaps in 2019 and then sort of around 500 in 2020 and 2018. Um, but there is just that big concern. Hey, he's 5'10". Um, and I really like him. I'll be excited if we add him. But at the same time, Jeff Lloyd keeps referring to this point is a really, really good point. Um, obviously from locked on Browns is, well, what do you do when you play chase Capel? Chase Claypool is a big dude. Um, get his exact height, but that's one where you've got to be able to match up with these guys in your division. He's six foot four. So well, what do you do? Do you, do you put a five, 10 guy on a six foot four and then work out why you're, you're losing? So if you have someone the six one six three, then you, you stand in a better shot, and it, it wouldn't be so bad if it's like, hey, we're getting this one that's five ten, but we've got two other corners that are six foot plus. They're they're pretty small. Obviously, if we had better confidence in a greedy Williams, we could go, hey, we're bringing Asante Samuel, gives us a, a nice option in there, and they could do different things for different games. But I, I think that's one where he might just not be an option for them purely because of that height. Um, PFF smoothest um, athlete at the position, allowed 179 yards in eight games and a passer rating of only 46.2. So the, the dude's great. Um, but yeah, I, I think that would be a concern. The next name up is Eric Stokes. Um, PFF are less fond on him. But 22.5 is going to be week one, 9.37, so incredible athleticism. 6-1, which is really good. Um, yeah, they've got him. Um, he's got press experience. Um, they've said doesn't wow on tape. Um, ticks the speed box. Um, 
change of direction is a slight problem for him. Um, four interceptions this year, not indicative of instinct, two stop routes and two overthrows. So don't get too hyped on those numbers. Um, but no, well-versed in press coverage, 400 plus snaps in each of the last two years. So hey, if, if you want to go play that press man, uh, press coverage, then uh, c- certainly one you, c- you could go for Eric Stokes um, and you'd be getting a fantastic player. His, his PFF grades amazing in 18-19 and really good in 2020. So certainly not one that you'd sniff at, um, Georgia Bulldog. Um, so no, certainly a talented, talented player. Um, and yeah, allowed a, only a 53.4 completion percentage in recovery, three quality years. Um, and the last name is a player Jeff Lloyd is in love with. He was on Locked on Browns last week. So by all means, go check out Jeff's show. Um, it was a uh, interview with him. Um, going to be 22.4 um, week one. 9.69 relative athletic score, 6-3. Um, this one, hey, all over predictions on where he could be. Um, but 213 pounds out of Syracuse. Rare physical tools, obviously. Um, not surprising um, based on the relative athletic score. Um Needs to be a little bit more dominant according to PFF and doesn't quite play as physical as he should. Um, explosive bursts. Um, wingspan is incredible. Um, not a ton of press experience. Only 190, 183 snaps over the past two years. So that could be one that if they do want to go that route, that he might not be ideal. But there is certainly a few options there. Um as we get on to day two, there is loads of six-foot dudes. Everyone I've got penciled in as a potential day two target is six-foot plus. Um, so, Asante Samuel is basically the uh, joker in the pack. Uh, so, not likely. I, I, I just don't – I can't see it. Um, would I be happy if they drafted him? Yeah. I, I did a, a mock for five-yard rush lads. The other day, and I took a Sunday Samuel because I, I just feel he's probably the most talented there. But at the same time, do they do they want to take a risk on Greg Newsom? Health is the question. Do they want to go with Melafonwu? Do they want to go with Eric Stokes? And, and I think if all four of them are there, if they do like all four, that's the perfect spot to trade down. Because, yeah, you could take one at 26, but if you trade back to 45 one of them four or two of them four is probably going to be there. Um, so I, I would happily trade down in that spot. I, I think they're all potentially capable of that pick, but let, let's slow play it, get that extra second rounder, and yeah, why not cash in? So uh, that's running through the cornerback room. Um, we're going to be going into day two tomorrow, and there's loads of intriguing names. Two dudes have got red flag. Some that people like, but they're too old. So uh, we'll be touching on them. Might even be some more older dudes that haven't gone all the way through the room yet. But as always, go Browns. Go Browns.